0: Welcome to Deconversion Therapy Podcast. This is Bonnie down here in the penis state of Florida.
1: <laughs> and this is Karen up in the holy land of Tennessee. Welcome. Ah, gotcha.
0: Welcome. Yeah. So this is the podcast you've been hearing about on our TikTok and Instagram. Yeah. It's it's a thing. So Welcome. You can help us out tremendously if after you listen to this, if it's your first time, to rate us and give a little review on whatever platform you use to get your podcast
1: fix. Is that true, Karen? It's very true. She's nodding. (laughs) I'm nodding. This is me invisibly supporting you from one dead state to another. Absolutely. Just everything is in the details below, too. If you want to just hit review and it'll take you to Apple Music where you can review. We got a really nice one the other day because someone said, I thought this was just a meme page. They found us through Instagram and now they're like... I love it. It's funny. And I like it said, and sometimes informational. <laughs> so that's <laughs> that our strength. my goal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and sometimes they get their facts right. Uh, I would also say that you guys have purchased a lot of merch from us before. So keep an eyeball out for some new things that are going to be in as a limited run. And we will... We will see how those go, and hopefully they'll be just mild and maybe appropriate for you to wear to a holiday function where nobody will really read it anyway because they don't care, but you'll think that they're looking, and they realize that you've given them a message, but they won't care.
1: right? And and we have uh, plenty that are overt because we have plenty of followers (laughs) who are done They're just done. (laughs) They're
0: done. With
1: especially Christian nationalism and what's happening in the U.S. and how it has influenced other things abroad. And, yeah, uh, and we're behind you, let me say. Um, It's a hard time.
0: Let me give you just a brief little snippet of my life over the past few days. We've had some clients who just went apeshit and lashed out and threw blame like crazy on a situation that had three components of where the soul system failed.
1: But uh, they weren't nice By about the way, it. Bonnie's a realtor.
0: Yeah, realtor. So these clients, the lashing out wasn't uh wasn't as constructive as it could be, <laughs> and it went on and on, and it was clearly just a venting, and it was just mean-spirited. Gotcha. And these are the people who have made a point of telling me how much they are involved in the church yes. and tithe mm-hmm. and et cetera and et cetera. And so I'm constantly questioning if our... Church, when we were younger, they fed us a lot of do unto others and correct and be kind. Yes. And I said this to Karen one day on a text message and she didn't answer. And I just assume <laughs> it's because she's still thinking about it mm-hmm. and pondering. Deep. But maybe our church, when we were younger, was latching on to that idea to tell us because it was popular in the pop culture, like coming out of the 70s. And I'm like, maybe they didn't believe that bullshit at all. Maybe that was just a way to get numbers going. Okay, well, these hippies are getting older and they're going to have kids and they're going to like this message and we're going to need them to come to the church because somehow they're going to have to still get money. So maybe it's all just horseshit. (laughs)
1: I I think so. I was just saying this the other day, and I recorded my solo podcast talking about how, yeah, when we were young, like, people who weren't Christians were neutral people. And now everyone who's not a Christian has Satan in them, is run by the devil, is evil. Like, Mm -hmm. the whole narrative has changed, and it's all changed because of politics and people wanting power in politics. I mean it's just black and white now and it's uh I also
0: think that maybe that's why the prosperity culture, is it culture, prosperity thing and religion yeah. has taken off because we're a very materialistic society now too. So they figured out a way to incorporate what was happening in the pop culture into church.
1: Absolutely. I, I don't know,
0: maybe I I just don't think maybe it's as pure as I thought it was. The only pure thing Uh uh, in our childhood was Ray Stevens' song, Everything is Beautiful, because he tells you (laughs) red and yellow, black and white, they are precious in his sight. And everybody's beautiful in their own way. And it doesn't matter about the color of
1: his skin. And I
0: believed that And, and still do.
1: Well, but then, mean, those were the
0: songs we were raised on. I
1: know. But then he, he moved to Tennessee and has opened up Cabo Ray, R-A-Y, a little nightclub yeah. for himself. Um, I agree with everything you just said, which also made Good. me think, hey, also check out our book recs where we're affiliates with different places. and. Read Jesus and John Wayne by scholar Kristen DeMuse. And um, it talks a lot about, like, how capitalism has gotten involved in all of this and has made us think different things. And what we were taught, there wasn't a lot of capitalism behind it, although it was growing because we were Southern Baptists. So we were the first ones to grab that purse of God's. But it really has... The narrative itself has changed and it's become just a lot worse on people who are disenfranchised and a lot better for, for people sure. who yeah. might have money because I just post oops because I just posted a meme about how left-handed people used to be seen as evil by the church because of the theology taken from Bible verses about how good it is to be on the right hand of things, and it's like uh, they've sort of dropped that one. They've sort of dropped that you shouldn't marry someone of another ethnicity. Uh, so hold on, we'll see.
0: I. I have an argument to that. If I'm on the right hand of Jesus at a table, that's because he's left-handed and eating with his left hand. And he doesn't want to you knock me with his
1: elbow. That's it. I You've solved yeah. it all. You should write a book about it called Da Vinci's <laughs> Other
0: Code. I'll, I'll write a pamphlet on that. <laughs> um also, I saw something today indicating that red-headed people were more sensitive. Yes. Isn't that interesting? And then somebody said it's because they're all witches. <laughs>
1: You've been wanting to dig that in. Yeah, there is a lot of red-headed stuff. Um, you know, we have different sensitivities to different medications, And, in fact, Mm -hmm. our old pastor, supposedly his hair, like, has that base red that looked brown helmet-like. And he went psychotic, and it was (laughs) cussing at people Mm -hmm. and all these things. And then it was blamed on that he had one of those seasickness patches, which contained a certain kind of chemical or medicine that redheads can react to. But now I'm like, is that real? But absolutely. (laughs) Redheads. I mean, it's a shame. I am persecuted, and I cry persecution, and I want my money. (laughs) Wait, how did that?
0: Yeah. I want my money. (laughs) (laughs) So um, anything good that you're watching on TV that you should share?
1: I've started...
0: uh, I've I've run out of things.
1: Yeah. I'm just back at my fall Gilmore Girls thing, and I had resisted it for many years while it was on, and then ran out of things to watch a few years ago and really Mm -hmm. enjoyed it. It has a lot of mother-daughter issues, which is fun to explore and go, ow, that is familiar. Or, wow, I wish that was familiar to me. But it's humorous, and the wordplay is good. And so I really enjoy that. But I also just enjoy the little um, digs every once in a while about Christianity and church and atheism and politics and Trump and all those things. So it's just like my background. It's my background music to whatever else, even if I'm just relaxing. Yeah, Yeah, Ted Lasso is
0: my background. Yeah, Ted Lasso is my background right now. I will fall asleep to them. And and I can remember at what point I fell asleep and then go back a few episodes the next day. So sad that we do that. Yeah, I know. A few episodes will play while I'm dozing off. So, have you been watching any of the
1: coverage on late night talk shows on the Trump trial? No, but we need to give kudos and congratulations to our little ex-evangelical deconversion colleague out there in the world, comedian Taylor Tom- <laughs> Taylor Tomlinson, because she has been given the job to take over for Colbert when he retires. Um, and really? That's, yeah. She's only 30 years old, and she does some great bits about church and leaving and all that stuff. So, yeah, she's really hit it hugely. So, oh, Taylor. interesting. Congratulations. I'm sure you're listening to this.
0: <laughs> I'm sure this is first up on your rotation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> One of the questions they asked Trump about um, his answer was something to the effect of no, because I was trying to keep the country safe from China and Russia and blah, blah, blah. And he had to be reminded, this is 2021. You weren't president anymore. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like
0: Just ridiculous stuff coming out.
1: You just anyway. want to just say "bless his heart." It's just almost, almost. Hey, let me let me also
0: tell you let me also tell you this from a real estate point of view. Oh, please, they have they have told him that he has wildly overvalued his property, Mar-a-Lago, mm-hmm. right, and only valued it at something like. 18 million which is wildly undervalued and you know where that property is and yeah. it's on an amazing like even if you'd raised the place he'd have enough land to sell that far outvalued what they're saying it should be so i feel like i feel like i want to tell seth Myers, hey um let me just give you some real estate comps you should go <laughs> after him on that one but everything else is fair game um and oh oh, I got a ticket to go see Seth the day that I'm in New York. We're excited.
1: Nice. Yeah. I we sure, need to discuss know. when that is. We're not gonna do it online because I'm sure people in paparazzi will go after you and try and find you there. <laughs>
0: that's right. They'll throw paint on me waiting in the line <laughs> for two
1: hours. And your full fur fur jumpsuit. Um, <laughs> that's right. But that's good. So
0: um what do you what do you want to talk about today? Some of the I, garbage I think- that's Let's
1: put some recent stuff in here, and here's the deal. As people know, uh, it's just shitty right now, and everyone's feeling shitty, and they're like, do I need to speak out and, and, quote, pick a side on what's going on in the Middle East? Do I speak out enough? Am I this and that? I'll tell you, if you're talking about Christianity, white evangelicalism in the U.S., or you're listening to it, you have been speaking out about what is going on overseas because evangelicalism has tied into all of this. And it ties into just everything. We just had elections. So if you're feeling like you're not doing enough, by listening to our dulcet-toned voices, you're, you're the resistance, baby. Um, but let's talk about just... Other shit that's been happening that might not be too funny, but we'll pull some funny as much as we can out of stuff that's been happening in the religious uh, landscape.
0: Karen Karen just put some lip gloss on so it's time for her to tell you one.
1: Uh, let me tell you, now that I'm beautified... We subscribe, once again, Bonnie doesn't know this, to uh, the Friendly Atheist Substack newsletter. And we have one also, if you'd like to describe to us. (laughs) Oh, gosh. But anyway, it's Hemet Meadows. And Hemet actually told the story of how our favorite uh, ramen-haired, COVID-spreading Justin Timberlake. <laughs> yes. Other. Circa 1992. <laughs> disaster. Yeah. Sean Foyt ended up uh-huh. uh, telling a little bit of a fibby do. And it's sort of hilarious, but it's also sad. So there is this whole story that Sean said that his car was broken into in Spokane, Washington, and his guitar was stolen. And it was a 67 Gallagher that was a gift, and it's irreplaceable, and pray for justice. Pray for our family, and these are constant attacks, obviously. And then later, he put up something saying, it's a Sunday miracle. I got my guitar back. Now, this is all true. It was stolen. He did get it back, and then things went awry. Uh, In that, he said, you know, after five days, thanks for praying, we're going to celebrate, God restores. God restores guitars. And that it was found. (laughs) And bicycles. (laughs) Right. And that it was found at a pawn shop because someone traded it in for dope. Well, the story. Dope? Yeah. You You mean dope?
0: Dope like money?
1: As in. The old ganja. Oh,
0: the pawn shop gave them money, and they probably used money for dope.
1: I don't know. I believe everything Sean says, regardless of his (laughs) grammar mechanics. Um, Then it shows the guy who stole it being prayed over, and Sean's like, breaking news, the man who stole my guitar gets wrecked by God's love. and Wrecked? I hate that's that's like this new cool saying, and, it, and it's. Okay. Uh, it's. It's rectum. There you go. So it shows a minister praying over the guy who stole the guitar. I've got a sneeze. How'd they find him? Why is that funny? Because
0: it didn't sound like a sneeze with the microphone and the oh. way the microphone recorded it.
1: how do you find him you ask we'll get to that bonnie just well god found him obviously it was a miracle idiot all right now let's go um so yeah (laughs) the guy who stole turned it into a pawn shop got money spent it on dope then he gave his life to jesus And he's getting baptized in front of 7,000 people. And Sean said, God writes the best stories. And then it shows pictures of the guy with his head down and getting baptized and all these things. And then, of course, Sean Foy goes on to all these Fox News and all these media outlets telling this story. Again, the guy who stole it. Actually did steal it. His name is Zach Williams, right. I think. And okay. what happened is the guy has been living on the street. He's 33 years old, and you can't panhandle there. So he's like, well, there's a guitar sitting in the back of that vehicle. I'm going to steal it and make money. But he didn't end up taking it to a pawn shop. Before he took it there, there was like this evangelist who lived and worked among the people who were homeless, houseless, named Dean McCarty. And he was like, you know what? I bet it was one of the people I know and I work with with the homeless. And he easily found out which guy it was. And he went up to the guy and he was like, hey, let me have that back. I'll give you $110. Not 100 110? 110 I know. That's the tip. Oh. And the guy who stole it, Zach, was like, you know, I gave it. I thought it would be the right thing to do. Well, he also got 110, but okay. So then the evangelist texted Sean Foyt, and he said it wasn't at a pawn shop. So maybe Sean just read it really quickly and thought was, wasn't. Who knows? But he ran right to his Instagram to to put Wait. it in there. <laughs> he pushed his hair, Ran. his golden <laughs> he locks, pushed his
0: hair back out of the way.
1: And he pulled way. it out of his pocket. And then, <laughs> and then his hair typed the message. But so then this uh, reporter from some outlet called Range was like, I want to get in touch with this homeless dude that got baptized in front of 7,000 people. I want to find out everything. So they found the Zach guy, and they're like, hey, did all that happen, and, and did you get baptized, and did you give your life to God? Were you converted? And the guy goes, definitely not. <laughs> and they're like, what? what? And he said, being on stage was so unpleasant, quote, it kind of made um. me feel like I was being showboated. You know, like, here's this. Kinda. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And he was like, I didn't know the dude. I don't like being touched by people, especially if I don't <laughs> know them. It was just weird. And so he said that, you know, the group, I guess, of evangelists who talked to him were like, do you want to get baptized? Do you want to get your sin washed away? Do you want to? And the guy was like, nope, I don't want to get baptized <laughs> right now. And they're like, come on, man, come on, get baptized. And they said it went on. This guy said it was like 20 minutes of them so it begging was like him. So, like a
0: mini interrogation where yeah. you're not deciding to c- confess to a crime you didn't commit. You're like, fine, I'll go up on stage and turn my life around. Meanwhile, if I were him, I'd be going, 7,000 purses and phones yeah, true. are in this this area
1: and also like they gave me 110 dollars for the guitar is there anything in it yeah you know do i get a little cut of that love offering but who knows but he said here's his quote he said they kept going on for like 15 20 minutes begging me to get baptized and i'm like fuck okay let's do it (laughs) So
0: that is just how I came to Jesus.
1: <laughs> so I said was, that to our
0: youth minister.
1: <laughs> there, you did. We were 10 Okay, foot. let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, this guy, Zach Williams, then he was like, he didn't realize it, he was going to get dunked into ice cold water and it be filmed. But, yeah. By yeah. In hindsight, he said, you know, he wouldn't, he didn't like that. And he called Sean Foyt creepy. What? Yes. So this guy even accuses Foyt of exaggerating the tale. He was like, you're stretching it to make a story. You're full of crap. He tells the interviewer as if he's talking to Foyt, you know, we don't need to make a show of this deal And then, you know, it was all this stuff, and then the guy said that the morning after he'd been on stage, photographed, videotaped, submerged in water, he woke up back on the street in the area that he'd been Mm. for countless hours. They never did anything for him, and he is, you know, just back there and uh, same stuff every day. And I'm like, Sean Foyt. You noodle-headed, just he's so into his own shit that I cannot take it. I cannot take what it. What city is this? I know. Uh, what it city was is Washington Sponoke? Oh, Spokane. Yes. Let, what is okay. Sponoke? I don't
0: know. Roanoke mixed that's together it. with I Spokane. Think so. so, so that's that's so a I'm, bit of Sean. I'm hoping. I know. I want to think that the part that isn't being reported is that Sean hooked him up with a place to sleep for the night, but I just don't think so.
1: According to the reports, it was not, that they didn't do anything Mm-mm. for him, um, and that's it. Now, uh, that's two sides to the story. Could the third one be true? Yes. Yeah. Do we like one better than the other? Obviously, and that's the end of that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Man. Yeah. Well, um,
0: when you said the phrase, he didn't know it was going to be recorded. Right. I was thinking of the story that I have latched on to this week. Hmm. Because it it contains a lot of, of um, a lack of doing to others, in my humble opinion. Right. Which I... I always think of that as being the cornerstone of our church experience Mm -hmm. and how, oh, well, you can easily take that out into the world and you don't have to go to church and then you have a nice foundation. Anyway, so you've probably heard this, but I'm telling it for the people who haven't. Mike Johnson, who is the speaker of the house now of this country from which we are broadcasting, Mm he, so he's he's second in line to the presidency there's the president there's the vice president okay. and there's him yeah but they're calling it second in line now to be more dramatic in yeah, my mind i would have thought of- third in line too but i suppose the first person in line isn't the goal I gotcha. yeah. so whatever either way it's more dramatic and yeah so so mike johnson who is now the speaker of the house He is a super crazy conservative from Mm -hmm. Louisiana. He's got all the usual right-wing activities on his list of of things, including but not limited to. He joined together with Kirk Cameron to advocate (laughs) for students to be able Mm -hmm. to have religious expression and to pray in schools. He wants to criminalize homosexuality and says same-sex marriage puts the entire democratic system in jeopardy. And uh, he also just opposed raising the minimum wage. So anything you can think of that is kind-hearted, this guy is, no!
1: Right. He is anti. And let let me just go into the criminalizing being gay. One, who goes to investigate that who is going <laughs> mike johnson how? you said johnson. i'm here at the door <laughs> yeah so you have who's investigating that how are they finding out and yeah let's go ahead let's put a bunch of it'll probably be mostly gay men all in a prison together let's let's yeah, see let's how do that's that. going to work out for you guys <laughs> Let's see what you think, how you're going to take care of them then not being gay anymore when you put them all together. Right. It's fantastic. Uh, but.
0: Yeah. Well, so, so he's been a representative for a while. He's been a public figure for a while. And this clip surfaced from 2022. And I don't know what the function was where he was, but he was sitting there being interviewed with somebody. And it's only last year, so it's not long ago. He tells the world, because if you're recording something, anything is now going out to the world. Right. Because things on the internet, they just don't go away. So he tells this interviewer guy that he and his son are accountability partners. And you think at first, oh, accountability. Oh, great. So like they're trying to compare how many steps a day they get on their Fitbit, (laughs) but that's not what they're accountable for. They are talking about that software that we've discussed before called Covenant Eyes, which this software goes on your devices and monitors everything you do and sends an alert to your accountability partner when you watch pornography.
1: Right.
0: So many things to unpack for me. Then he goes on to proudly say, my accountability partner right now is Jack, unfortunately named, my son. He's 17, so, so he and I get he, a report of all he named <laughs> his kid a sentence Jack, Jack,
1: Johnson. Jack Johnson.
0: Oh no! So he and I get a report of all the things that are on our phones, all of our devices, once a week. <laughs> if anything objectionable comes up, your accountability partner gets an immediate notice. I'm proud to tell you, my son has got a clean slate. Okay. First of all, Mm -hmm. the kid was 17 when he said that, which means he's probably 18 now, possibly 19. Right. That means he was like in high school, either a junior or senior. What kid wants to have their friends go, (laughs) your dad says he finds out every time you touch your wiener? (laughs) Because just watching pornography is probably not what he's doing. If it's on your device, it's probably not just watching it. Right. There's touching and grabbing. Yeah. But apparently this kid has a clean slate. And in my secret... Disgusting, evil way. I'm thinking. I hope he does have a clean slate because he's tricky enough not to let his father find out what he's looking at. Or maybe he's getting his action from a human being. Oh, That's my hope. What? That's my hope for Jack. I hope he's like, sure, Dad, whatever you want. And <laughs> outside here's the like church a in the car, right?
1: So oh, here's well, I the. I didn't bo- even think about that. Uh, now, did it also say though? And I have a clean slate. Because to me... That uh, did did not. Did not. That must be so damaging for the kid. So the kid is already, whether he's hiding it, he's going to have trauma. Whether he's oppressed himself so much and freaked out, you know, he's going to have trauma. But what if he gets pinged? Your dad looked up butts. You know, like, what... (laughs) You're in but math well, it was your class. your mother, my son, and it's Damn under it. the umbrella Dad. of a
0: healthy marriage. <laughs> right.
1: So it's, that
0: part is—it's it, just—it's just making him the butt of jokes You're to so his funny. friends, and so I know. So it's making him the butt of jokes to his friends, mm-hmm. who, already an easy target with the last name Johnson. It's just you, children that age are going to come up with plethora of jokes and so did sarah silverman on the daily show which (laughs) was kind of fun um so yes there is also a concern that a u.s congressman is allowing a third-party tech company to scan all of his electronic devices and upload reports about what they're watching or not watching and who else is accessing that data it's kind of a security leak um Ah,
1: i hadn't thought of that yeah, because we. But just it's a Christian-run the company. They're I'm sure everyone there is very Christian. It's not about capitalism. It's not about technology. It's about Christ. <laughs> They'll never do anything wrong.
0: I'm sure, and I'm sure that means they're wildly protected with uh-huh. all of their systems in <laughs> place to keep people out of the person second in line right. from the presidency. Yeah. Um, it's just so, to me, cruel is is not thinking what that's going to do to somebody you love, your son, you know? Absolutely. And I just, it's kind of like when people don't think what their kids' names are going to rhyme with. Or like, I mean, that would have been like him naming the kid Dick <laughs> if his, <laughs> if his... Uh, you know, if he wasn't thinking about it. And by the way, off topic, well, kind of on topic, you know, Albert Brooks, the filmmaker, Uh huh. his real last name is Einstein. Like to me, uh. if your father names you Albert Einstein, that's a fucking great Keep sense it. of humor. Right. Yeah, Unless that's hilarious. you're afraid
1: you'd be really <laughs> dumb. And then people were like, yeah, you're one Albert Einstein.
0: <laughs> um. But so like, if I were this son, that would be enough to make me fill out all of the applications for student loan and like 100% coverage, get my GED and
1: emancipated and get the fuck
0: out of that house. But you it's know, just, it's
1: just not uh, going to, uh, what, uh, so many things. I just keep thinking, hey, I'm going to put a minor in charge of... My own porn use like that, like the weight of that, that you're putting on a minor kid in general, all of it. But the other thing you haven't even touched on that he has another son that he's not showing to the public that he adopted when they were a teenager and he wasn't married yet. Like there's that. The other thing about that he hasn't reported. But that kid
0: doesn't want to be. He said that kids have grown up and said he didn't want to be in the public eye because uh, I'm gonna he's, say probably okay. gonna wanna, he's probably not gonna want to. He's probably not gonna want to admit he's also on right. <laughs> the porn software, right? And maybe his goes off a little. And it's such a shaming software. Oh, it's, be, yeah. it's like teaching things by shaming you. Oh my gosh, it's
1: insane. And this guy is younger than we are. The speaker oh, of the house he's very young. Yeah. And the other thing is that he didn't have to show his um, income and outcome records because it was below a certain mark that you needed to report for this and that. It's just basically like, guess what? You also can't see my monetary money trail. And I'm like. He also says he doesn't have bank accounts. I saw that. Doesn't have.
0: A bank account. But
1: then I saw that he did, but that he just didn't have to report it because it was under a certain amount of doodly-doo. But I'm just horrified by him in general, and he's a dweeb, and that's the end of that. (laughs) Back to the
0: software, though, that will scan what you're doing and report you to your accountability partner. According to Wired Magazine, more than 50,000 people downloaded Covenant Eyes in 2022. And the company says that hundreds of thousands of users use it, including retired NBA champion Lamar Odom. (laughs) It's so it it's just so creepy to me
1: and why don't they just word it as did you say 50,000 why don't they just say 50,000 people last year downloaded Sunday. it why don't they just say 50,000 people wanted to look at porn and then they put that in <laughs> cuz it's like a lot more than it, that yeah there is addiction, there is time wasting, there is stuff like that yes. that I can see, but that should be a much lesser number. Ah. Well that's fun. Yeah. Well that's a delight. That's fun. I'm gonna go find some anyway, underage so- kid and say, <laughs> let let's discuss my personal porn usage as an adult. Okay, fun.
0: Yeah, so Jack, I'm sure this is your first podcast that you listen to when <laughs> things are updated. We
1: feel for you. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's naughty. Uh, it's shitty, shitty. Um, well, let's go from that inappropriateness to the next one, which is serious. But I'm going to pull out like all these are sort of serious, but we're at least yeah. going to be like. <laughs> And the funny part of this is the, the names of the church. Ready? It's IHOP. Yeah. And it's Mark Bickle. And that's uh, yes. it. Those are the <laughs> funny parts. And people have asked us, this is our most highly requested thing to cover, is that church in Kansas City. It's International House of Prayer. And I've covered it a lot on our TikTok. And I want to recommend Tara Jean's. Um, amazing podcast called Heaven Bent. And she happened to be covering this church when this scandal broke. And the scandal is that the head of the church has now been accused of having inappropriate relationship with women, which could mean a slew of things, but it seems now that it could be that. He uses his spiritual authority because, you know, anytime yeah. you're in a church like that, you, yeah, to influence certain women to have relationships, maybe not like relations, maybe not forced on, don't know. Um, but it's really the shit's hitting the fan and all those small people like me or Tara Jean or quite a few other people within the church have been speaking out about it. Rolling Stone just released yesterday a you know the church and the scandal that no one is talking about, um, because hello, it me, I'm nobody, and all these people. <laughs> Why aren't um, they talking about it? I, or is it just
0: I, not getting coverage because other
1: things are well being talked true? About? There are some very important things I think. Their justification of why it should get more coverage is Mike Bickle's involvement in Uganda and how it had been connected to some leaders in Uganda outlawing uh, gay people, including saying that it should be punished by death. And he had had a lot of connections with some of those leaders. He's very anti-gay. He's very... Let me tell you what he's very, um, his church absolutely states as its belief system that men and women are to be put together for marriage and that's the end of that. Uh, if you look up what does International House of P- I mean, <laughs> prayer believe, <laughs> then that's what you get. And here he is doing other things. But I, I can tell you, if you go again to some of our, uh, I'll make, I'll make it a playlist so people can find it easily on TikTok. But if you look there, you'll see some exciting like video coverage also of. The leaders saying, let's just address this with our leadership council, which they have a huge leadership council because they try and do things a little differently. Um, and some people are like, this is bullshit. And this is, you know, and I'm like, oh, here goes <laughs> the excitement. But do you know what the International House of Prayer is, Bonnie? No. All right. So... Double no. (laughs) Mike Bickle. Bickle. In uh, 1999, God spoke to him. Now, remember, peoples, cults are defined if there is a leader who is charismatic or, you know, attracts people, even if they're soft-spoken, but that they say God spoke directly to them, and then they tell Mm -hmm. you what it is. You're, that's the start of a cult right there. So it's evangelical, it's charismatic, and it is that they hold a twenty four seven live worship prayer room for the last twenty five years, round the clock. Oh wow, wow! And not only do members sign up, and and they get interns. Like you can be an intern to. People come from all over the world to, quote, intern there, and they're given sign-up sheets of how many hours they need to be in the prayer room praying or leading worship. And it is not stopped, like I said, since September nineteenth, 1999, because God told Mike Bickle, you and this prayer room are going to usher in the end times, because the, the end times there, that's your hook. That's how you get people scared and whatnot. So this has been going on for a long time, and I had a woman... What happened during COVID? Bonnie, think about (laughs) that. COVID. I don't know. God is more powerful than COVID. These churches (laughs) are the ones that broke all those things and didn't care about COVID. Um, But it definitely is interesting in that, one, they think they're more special. They're special lure And that... Well, they
0: definitely have a gimmick.
1: They That's definitely. That's a really clever
0: gimmick, I have to say.
1: Absolutely. And that they're, you know, part of this. But remember that that would also promote a lot of the things that are going on uh, overseas now because of the different beliefs about Israel's plan in the end times and what needs to happen and you know he just gets dreams all the time and he tells people and it's just all ridiculous very messy situation um but i get dreams me too why are you know what no one
0: wants to hear your dreams absolutely promise Mm-hmm. promise.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Unless that I'm person gonna is I'm going to tell you involved. what I had a
0: dream about the other day.
1: <laughs> no. Uh, it's Please. okay. It's uh no. Um, so yeah it's that's what it's been doing and to me that's sort of amazing that this has been 24-7 but the old other cultic parts of it they're very uh you know the bible talking about fasting so they're definitely into a day of fasting like a week um one day a week and so you have the exact textbook things of the people in the cult are deprived sleep cuz you got this 24 hour sign up thing right Food, so they're
0: picturing it like 24 hours with an arrow and it's in neon
1: and it's making that buzz sound exactly. and flickering. God is open, open, oh, yeah. <laughs> and so, like, there's a lot of eating disorders, there's a lot of you know issues Aww. because fasting so important. But I'm okay, so yeah. glad that, like, these cults that they're good people, part of these things who just believe they're doing All of the, the cults best the have thing. good people. Yeah. 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 But so that is, that's crumbling and that is a huge talk right now, a huge situation in the world of Jesus people. Um, and it's, it's so convenient that. The world
0: of Jesus people.
1: <laughs> yeah. That Mike Bickle can sort of act, even though he hasn't said anything about these allegations, because he always has said, people and the devil are going to want to attack him and his ministry. So he always has that loophole, you know, all the time. Yeah. But that it's happening and people are just getting revealed over and over again that the fucking... These people are scammers. They're scammers. You heard it here.
0: There seem to be a lot of grifters.
1: Yes. And another person who totally... Uh, banks on that is Mr. Greg Locke. And I shared with you <laughs> the my new obsession, it used to be Preacher's sneakers, which was this Instagram, where these people would, you know, screenshot the sneakers that people like Carl Lentz and all these other pastors were wearing. And then they'd say how Very much they expensive. cost. expensive. Crazy. Yeah. Amount. And like some with yeah. limited, like only two hundred made in the world. Well, now there's profits and watches. And they have <laughs> all these screenshots. And it's hilarious because, well, your tithing money is going to some very expensive watches. Very. <laughs> but then there's yeah. like a for sale bargain basement, 25% off <laughs> sale watch worn by Mr. Greg Locke, who, if you don't know, is the hate preacher out of Tennessee, who has done anything to offend anybody 24 7. And I love that it's just, you know, on sale for $99. <laughs> and it's ugly. Let me mm-hmm.
0: let me bust in and say when Karen said, Greg Locke, if you don't know who that is, she's talking to me. Because <laughs> before <do>. the episode, <laughs> I said, I don't remember who this Greg Locke guy is. And I know that's going to upset you, but I cram for things before an episode. But it immediately goes out of my mind. So... so He's some Maybe. guy in Tennessee. Is yeah. he the one who's, like, on
1: ADD medicine? Oh, or he's no? the like, one he's that we've done super two to hyper? three episodes on, Bonnie. I know, I know. Um, <laughs> yeah. He, is, he talks like this, and he talks real fast, and he smashed okay, the Barbie okay. house, and he's, you know, he's just on and <laughs> okay. on. And he said he was going to be nicer. He said God had, Did he? you know, confronted him, but yet he wasn't. But on the Preachers and Sneakers, shows his cheap-ass watch, while all these other people have nice (laughs) ones, but shows him in a hideous shirt. I will send it to you.
0: There's also one guy on the Instagram account on Preachers, no, what is it, Prophets and Watches? Yeah. He's got a very moderately priced watch, but he's the way he's looking at the camera, he's cross eyed. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So it just makes me think you looked at your watch so much,
1: your eyes got stuck that way. That could be uh, Greg Lock. But (sighs) I noticed like he was trying to sort of quote, dress up because, you know, he's released his own movie. And if you go to to com, it's all about him. It's all about a movie. But he's wearing a black (laughs) shirt with, like, gold designs Mm -hmm. on it. It looks horrible. And then he's got this very cheap-ass gold, which, you know, it's not gold if it's $99 watch. But it's like he's starting to spiff up because his usual clothes— were just like checkered shirts and jeans, you know, he's or like out of date, non fitting suits. And so I put on our Instagram or our TikTok like how he's trying to dress up or look a little fancier, like all these trendy guys are who have money and have good watches. And one of our followers <laughs> said they must have hired a new secretary because remember, he got rid of his wife for the secretary. And that made me laugh so hard. Oh, so I appreciate the commenter. He? Yeah. Yes. Oh my You'll gosh. find that in our second episode of, I on know, Greg Law. I know. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, God. Did you send me that picture? No, I've got to go, yeah, back and look for it.
0: I looked at it on my computer, and it presents a whole screen of them just left to right, one after another. And there's one guy there with some crazy patterned top that cost, you know, maybe $1,000. $1,000 for a top. For a top?
1: Yeah, a shirt.
0: Oh, okay. You know, top is funnier.
1: <laughs> it definitely is. I find the you word have "top" said funnier than shirt. blouse. Um, okay, I'm sending you the one of Greg Locke because he's the first on there, and you can see how it's just his shirt is now. Na- it's just a mess. He's a mess. Oh, that looks like a that looks like one of those shirts
0: that they talked about on the Cosby Show. Like, the fake designer, like, it's a Gordon Gartrell. Right, right. It's <laughs> absolutely Theo just had without. to have, like, a fancy dress shirt. Oh, yeah. So that, that watch looks nice. Hey,
1: okay. I'm going to it looks nice. <laughs> Shit, we're in trouble. <laughs> Dear <At> listeners, <laughs> send. It does not. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. It does, maybe for someone who performs on the weekends in South Florida named Babs, but not for <laughs> Greg Locke.
0: So if you want to see that Instagram account, it's called Profits in letter N, watches. Yes. I love them now. That's awesome.
1: Bonnie, I wanted to sort of let me end on two things that are sort of serious, but we've been tagged in a million times, and I want to tell you why we're not talking about it as I talk about it. And just sort of where I generally stand when I'm doing social media. One is a lot of people have been saying Greg Locke, oh look, this is ridiculous. He's doing a flat earth debate. He's debating someone over flat earth and everyone's like, oh, he's so dumb, da he's actually taking the side of that's ridiculous, Earth is round. So I just don't see talking about (laughs) his own thing that I bet people are going to want to watch now and make money for him, you know, about this when he just is doing whatever he can to pull in watchers. So I didn't address or talk about that because a lot of people... Yeah, you just gotta read the rest of the article. He's he's not into that. And the other but is But that's
0: that's not funny for him to just debate something and be on the side of truth. I know. Where's the funny in that? Exactly. <laughs> okay. Exactly. All right.
1: Okay. So and I didn't find the funny from the truth of the truth. So I'm like, eh, no, we're not gonna talk about that. And then the other that we're not is very serious and it is about a uh Uh, I can't remember if he was a mayor or a council person who was also, I don't know if he was transgender or he liked to dress and drag. And he was supposedly outed by a conservative outlet. And then he committed suicide. Um, Now, a lot of people on, quote, the left or our side are telling the story about how tragic it is but they keep showing his photo and keep saying his name and I'm just like if if an outlet wrongly outed him why would we continue to out him more publicly after he's died his family is still alive and it just feels like it's for likes and for attention to to perpetuate yeah you know talking about this person and the tragedy of yeah. it like Let let the people that are doing bad things, a conservative outlet, you know, let them show their ass themselves of them having a hand in someone's suicide. But we don't need to perpetuate that. And that's why when people tagged me in it, we never we never posted it. And so those things are serious. Yeah,
0: they are serious.
1: Where did that one happen? Uh, He's from Alabama. That person live. Alabama. Alabama. And so Good it Lord. was, you know, it was tragic. And, again, if you see things like that where people can be harmed in their families and stuff, I just don't feel that there is a need to re-traumatize and make the whole thing uh, blow it up bigger because you want to point the finger at bad people. But you're you're doing the same thing. I don't know. That's... That's my little, uh. yeah. So has has this been a funny episode? No, but there's just some not a of lot it of funny in the world. It is. Well, well, then I'll aim you to
0: go watch Sarah Silverman talking about Mike Johnson.
1: <laughs> That's true. I will do that, and I would encourage people to watch. Season one through four, maybe, maybe skip five. It's not that funny of Gilmore Girls because there's just lots of little <laughs> quips that are very enjoyable. And we will Aww. see you soon. And watch for our merch. Okay, show. bye. Bye bye.